Welcome to Positive Impact with Andrew Schultz. Are you struggling with stress and anxiety? Are you numbing out with drugs, alcohol, pornography, food, or Netflix? Are you lacking direction and purpose? Do you feel like you're just surviving and going through the motions? If you answered yes to any of these questions, trust me, I understand. I can relate. I've been there. And we're all meant to thrive, not just survive. My name is Andrew Schultz, and as a transformational life coach, I specialize in behavior change. My life purpose is to be present and connected, to empower, support, serve, and inspire so that others know they're not alone. And I've helped hundreds of clients from all walks of life create maximum success, significance, and fulfillment. If you want to take the first step in your positive impact transformation journey, click on the link in the show notes to schedule a free 30-minute connection call today. Because you're worth it and you deserve it. Hey, friends. This week, our episode is a replay of me being a guest on my friend Weston McCorder's podcast called This Life Without Limits. I highly recommend following Weston and all the great work he's doing as an integrated, masculine, holistic health, conscious relationships, embodied leadership. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as we did recording it. Hope you enjoy. Let's be honest. Life can be pretty hard at times. We all face choice points and crises, large and small, each and every day. And it can be difficult to determine the best path to take in the moment one that will serve to improve our overall experience of life and that aligns with our values, beliefs, and core principles. This Life Without Limits aims to illuminate ways we can transform our lives in order to render them more powerful, productive, enjoyable, fulfilling, and yeah, with virtually no limitations. I'll be hosting conversations with men and women who have powerful insights to share And I'll also be sharing some of my own life experiences related to aspects of spirituality, mental and emotional health, physical health and fitness, and living a life of service, 
which supports my mission to give you the tools you need to cultivate a lasting and durable sense of holistic well-being in your own life. What can you do to help grow this mission? Subscribe to this Life Without Limits wherever you enjoy podcast content and follow along on Facebook or Instagram by searching for This Life Without Limits and giving us a like or a follow. You can also learn more by visiting my website, westonmcporter.com, and clicking on This Life Without Limits in the navigation bar. So if you're ready to achieve escape velocity in your life, I hope you'll join me and spread the word to others you know who could use some support in this realm. As always, be good to yourself and be good to others. Hey there, friends, and welcome to this Life Without Limits. I'm your host, Weston McWhorter, and I'm grateful that you have chosen to spend some time with me, and I trust that the conversation I'm going to share with you in this episode will hold a ton of value for you. My guest today is Andrew Schultz. Andrew is an international speaker, facilitator, coach, podcaster, and mentor. His work has served to catalyze transformation in the lives of thousands of people from all walks of life who are magnetized to his positive energy, vulnerability, and ability to create meaningful connection. In this episode, we get into the power of a good walk-up song, the turbulence being experienced in some areas of the manosphere right now, and most importantly, we discuss some strategies for turning your mess into your message. I'm excited to share this conversation with you. So let's get into it. All right, everybody. I just want to welcome Andrew Schultz to this Life Without Limits. It's great to see you, man. Weston, thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, I feel like this has been a conversation that's been a, a long time in the works. You know, I've been I've been uh, supporting and admiring you from afar, man. And I'm just really grateful for, you know, your willingness to to drop in with me today for a little while. Absolutely, brother. And I, I want to acknowledge you for all that you're doing in the world. I'm a big fan of yours and I respect you and uh, I'm glad we made this happen. Thank you, man. Yeah, me too. Um, so here's, here's, I, you know, sometimes with, with people I talk to, I write down a bunch of questions and I'm like, all right, I got to kind of go get this conversation right. But you and I spoke um, last week to kind of like, just get familiar with each other and, and, uh, and, and talk a little bit about, about, you know, making this happen. And I just felt like we can just flow, man. I, I'm pretty confident that uh, that we got that in us. And so the way that I felt like we ought to kick this off, um, and I'm going to borrow something that I heard you do with with a guest maybe a month or so ago, uh, and I'm going to ask you about your walk-on song. All right. <laughs> do, do you remember asking that question? Before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I want I want to tell you why. Because I, I listened to that episode, and I'm like, oh, my God, that is such a great question. And what would my walk-on song be? So I have an answer for you, but I'm curious. Can can you can we talk about your walk-on song? Uh, well, my walk-up song was DMX. Up uh-huh. in here, up in here, uh-huh. y'all gonna uh-huh. make me lose my mind. And that was yeah. my actual walk-up song during college baseball. That's amazing, dude. I was a college baseball player, and that was my walk-up song. And all my teammates were pissed because they wanted that walk-up song. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, dude, striding up to the plate, you could just feel <laughs> the adrenaline. And sometimes there's probably too much adrenaline for a baseball game. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> but it was it was DMX. And so that was my walk-up song. Um, 
if I my walk up song today, Weston, yeah. it would be uh, Trevor Hall, "Open Doors." Beautiful, beautiful. Both of those. So, yeah, I mean, when you mentioned that adrenaline, right? So, did it take you a pitch or two to kind of get like grounded at the plate after being all hyped up with DMX? Uh, well, you know, more times than not, it actually got me really focused Okay, because it's easy in baseball, you know, it's a three, three and a half hour game. And mm -hmm. so it's easy to go into lulls, right. uh, with lacks, you know, lack of action. And mm -hmm. so it really actually helped me focus and got me in the moment into my body and like Beautiful. I felt experience. Yeah. Um, it helped me get in my body and out of my brain. Ironically That's awesome, enough. Man. That's amazing. That's amazing. But I think the the Trevor Hall song, like that's my walk-up song now. So I think this is, that's more important for listeners. Yeah. Trevor Hall, Open Doors. Open Doors. I'm actually writing yeah. that down, dude, because I'm going to go and uh, find that after we, um, after we're, after we're done, just so I can like relate for sure. Um, Please do. I will. I will. And I'm going to get back to you on it because I have the feeling that it's going to be, it's going to move something in me for sure, man, man, it is a heart mover. And it is, I get, I get emotional thinking about it right now and talking about it because mm -hmm. it just, it's one of those songs and I've seen Trevor Hall a couple times live yeah. and his music, it moves you, it moves you. Yeah. And you, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a heart opener, heart centered, yeah. um, quiet the mind, open the heart. And you put that song on and close your eyes and just give yourself permission to move your body a little bit, mm -hmm. man, it, it will move you. It will move your soul. It will move your spirit. I love that. I love that. I mean, music has always been like, it, it's always had a really powerful influence on just my quality of experience, whether that's in um, groups of people or alone or in, in like moments of grief or joy or whatever, like, I mean, music is, is a beautiful way to kind of like really anchor that experience deeply in your body, man, you know? And so actually that I do have a follow-up on that. And it, and, and it was like, when, when did Trevor Hall, like, when did that come into your field that it was like, that's, that's mm. the song. What was the, what was coming up for you? Ooh, great question. Um, it was in 2016, I had just gotten sober uh, and you know, I went to a treatment center, changed, turned my life around. My life previously was in the corporate world, um, in a much different, um, state. Mm -hmm. I got sober. I ended up losing everything I had and I literally Weston rebuilt my life on a yoga mat. I had nothing else. And I rebuilt mm -hmm. my life from that yoga mat up mm -hmm. and, um, I fell in love with yoga. I found fell in love with breath, breath work, mm -hmm. meditation. Um, I never had a relationship with my breath before mm -hmm. until I got sober. Mm -hmm. And I started, um, I loved yoga so much. I became a certified yoga teacher yeah. and Trevor Hall was the person, he was my go-to on all of my yoga playlists mm. that I would play in my yoga classes, because I would listen to him, his words resonated so much with me mm. at a time when I needed it the most. Cause mm. I was newly sober. I was raw. I was just like, like I was like, what the hell is going on with my life? I didn't have drugs and alcohol and women and all these external things to, to use, to numb out. 
-hmm. And I was 36 years old, raw as raw can be. And his music, like you said, music moves us, music impacts us. And his music, I started listening to when I, when I was a student of yoga and then I became a yoga teacher and he was my go-to for all my playlists. Mm, that's, that's how I, that's how I stumbled across, across Trevor Hall. And, um, man, his, it's, it's amazing the the impact music can have on us, you know, for anybody who has ever been to a, a sound healing, uh, yeah. you know, crystal bowls, sound bath mm-hmm. to, to feel that frequency resonate throughout our whole cellular structure. Yeah. And it's healing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, dude. And I think that it's really interesting. I mean, you and I share a lot of um, not only experiences um, from our past, but also our kind of our current state, right? Like we're both um, in the wellness world. We're both coaches. We're both in men's work. Um, We're both always kind of like exploring avenues for continued growth and transformation, which is really beautiful. And I, I love what you're saying about that moment when you found yoga and rebuilt your life from the yoga mat, I I've done yoga like maybe two or three times. And every time I'm like, I love this. And I, it never, um, it like the hooks don't get in, you know? So what, what was coming up for me when you were saying that was like, like, I'm a big fan of child pose, right? Like that's obviously like one of the easiest poses to kind of like drop into. And yet it is that place from which like our, our origin story begins there, right? Like that to me seems like a beautiful place to like, not only be in like a moment of surrender and vulnerability, but also like anything can come from that, from that moment, you know? And um, yeah, I I love that, man. Um, And I want to say like for people listening, you know, it's really important and I'm glad you pointed out child's pose because that's usually how classes start out Mm -hmm. and through the progression of the yoga class, you know, at the end, it's called Shavasana. Mm -hmm. The last pose is Shavasana, also Mm -hmm. known as dead man's pose. Mm -hmm. And it signals uh, a dying of the old ways that no Mm -hmm. longer serve us and a rebirth of Mm -hmm. the new ways of being and so like the yoga, the yoga practice has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And the, the yogis had it right because they had this emphasis on the power of the breath Yeah, way before Wim Hof and all these breath work gurus. Now mm-hmm. it started with yoga, the practice of yoga. Yeah. And for me, I fell in love with it, Weston, because it was a felt experience at a time in my life when I was, I was so in my head because I was you know, the previous four years, I was in this downward spiral of addiction with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And I get sober, I find yoga and I get into my body mm-hmm. and I start to feel versus think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we wear yeah. our, we wear our whole life experience, every memory experience, trauma, good memory, bad memory. We wear it at a cellular level in our, in our body. Yeah. And so getting into our body and moving it's, it's critical. And, 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 um, what the yoga practice allowed for me to do is the first time in my life that I was a felt experience. I was in my body feeling versus thinking. Yeah. And I had so much stuff that I had pushed down 
And every class I was crying every time, every class I was, I was having a spiritual experience Mm -hmm. and there was crying, there was emotions and I didn't know why at first. And as I progressed and learned more about everything we're talking about, like we we store it in our body, all those memories and all the things that I was numbing out over and stuffing and repressing and avoiding, they were coming to the surface in the yoga class. Um, and eight years later, I still have emotional um, releases, yeah. whether it's in a breathwork class, a yoga class, a felt experience in my body. There's emotion because mm-hmm. for so many years, I pushed so much stuff down. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting about that, man. And I, I, um, I allow myself in these sorts of scenarios to just, uh, I allow for whatever comes up, right? And I am a deeply emotional person, very connected to my heart, will cry like at the drop of a hat kind of a situation. And the other morning, um, I was I was in doing my morning meditation and there's a man in the men's workspace <clears throat> who, and this may have come into your field over this past week or not, but um, but he's he's fairly well known, you know, and kind of an influencer, has a big podcast, all kinds of stuff. And, um, and he has been going through an incredibly difficult, uh, season of his life, you know, even after he's accomplished all of these things. And this is a man who I have an immense amount of respect for because my entry into men's work was through his organization, you know? And so, um, I came into men's work after this deep, deep catabasis that was like, I was in the fucking darkness dude like in the mud alone with with nobody that i could that i could relate to you know and um and so i guess you know in in saying that you know when we talk about like these emotional things that sort of come up for me that relatability like going back and and actually like almost um in embodying that pain that this person must feel or the solitude, the shame, all those sorts of things that I felt. Um, it just, I mean, for me, it built a ton of, of empathy, you know, like being able to sort of tap back into the resistance that I felt leading up to that pivot point. Um, I mean, it's, it's something that, that I kind of hope I never lose touch with, you know, and, and it hits me in like the strangest moments, you know, like could be my son could say something to me that's just like this little drop of wisdom and i'm like oh my god i can't believe you just said that you know it's it's powerful man i and and uh yeah you're right i mean it's it it it's such a beautiful gift to be like tied into or tapped into i guess um that power of of understanding uh that you know you're you're we are not the sum of our trials or our difficulties or our you know failures or whatever you know and um yeah so i am i am curious like when that when that pivot point happened for you um we were talking say something real quick yeah for sure man i want to acknowledge you for what you just shared i i I think it's really important as um you know as leaders uh in in the space uh, it, it's a really important Weston that, uh, for people listening that we give, you know, I know 
for me, I, I only ask of others what I first ask of myself. Mm-hmm. And I know that the person, I, I'm pretty sure I know the person you're referencing. And that person gives us all permission mm-hmm. uh, to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of, I believe, the healthy masculine, the healthy masculine mm-hmm. of um, showing that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're sharing it right now. And I, I want to acknowledge you because um, there's a lot of, you know, how I grew up. Uh, it was not modeled for me, you know, how to be vulnerable and how to ask for help and uh, raise my hand and say, Hey, I'm not, I, I, I don't like this. I'm scared. Yeah. I, I'm, I have fear. Like, what do I do? Like, help. Yeah. like, how do I talk about this in a way that's, I'm able to share my feelings in a, a safe way um, and ask for what I want and need. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get that. And, yeah. and what I'm not, what I'm not saying is my mom and dad were bad. What I'm saying is they did the best they could with what they had. And, um, you know, the way they were modeled when they were kids, it was, it's, and so it's important that we talk about this. This is Mm -hmm. a really important topic for, especially for men listening. Um, because I know what happens Weston, what, what happens when I don't share my vulnerability Mm -hmm. and ask for help and say, ouch, I hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. I need help. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I tried that and it almost killed me. Yeah. And when, when I say it almost killed me, my rock bottom was April 29th, 2015. I was in so much pain mm-hmm. that I was taking sleeping pills mm-hmm. and not wanting to wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, the idea in my brain was my life is better with me, not in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, man. And so, um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't wish that pain and suffering on anybody, but thank God my family got me the help that I needed and they did an intervention and got me the help that I needed. And I went to a treatment facility and I was able to turn my life around. Um, but you know, that rock bottom, you know, it's my greatest asset now. My, 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 my darkest hour, my rock bottom and my greatest challenge is now my superpower, my greatest asset and my brightest light to empower and support and to serve others. Yeah. Put more simply, my mess is now my message. (laughs) And I think it's really important for people listening. You know, for me, it was addiction. Um, others might be overcoming cancer. Mm -hmm. Others might be a bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Others might be, um, a divorce, a failed relationship, Mm -hmm. a health scare. We are all uniquely qualified based on our darkest hour. Our greatest struggle in our entire life becomes our greatest asset. And it helps us because we are uniquely qualified because we've been through it and overcame it and got through to the other side, yeah. we are uniquely qualified to help others. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful, and, man. And and I think for me, so I just want to acknowledge you for sharing that as well, man. I mean, that, um, that, that's such an eloquent and beautiful way to, to give people permission to step into whatever healing that they need to do, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, 
I, I know for myself, like every time I sit in a container with men or even have conversations with men about um, difficulties or challenges or pain that they may, may be experiencing in life that, um, and I don't say this to diminish their experience, their lived experience, but there's so much commonality, dude, between like everyone's experience, you know, and I, I sat in a, a circle of men um, at the beginning of March and you know, going around the room, like every, I mean, everybody's young and old and black and white and, you know, gay and straight and like mm. all the whole spectrum of, of humanity. And you, you could almost like every man could raise their hand. Like, how, have you experienced this pain before? Have you experienced this resistance before, you know? And it's just, for me, like, I, I'm not sure that, that I had a sense of that, um, before I got into this work, you know, or before I started um, coming back home to myself, you know, that it was like, and it, and it feels good because I do remember, I mean, for me, it, my rock bottom was like, I mean, I had this season of difficulty, but it really came to a head in, um, in June of 2018, you know, and feeling like I didn't have a single man that I could reach out to or single person really. Um, and, and no one reached out to me in those moments either being like, I see you. Um, let me, let me just give you a hug and then let me kind of give you a little kick in the ass, you know, to kind of like get you going in the right direction, man. And, and I think my, my mission, like since then has been to make sure that, that every person that I meet knows that they got at least one person that they could reach out to, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of like, <laughs> I feel like that's my mission in the world, dude, you know, is to just sort of spread that message. Like you're not alone, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, when I first got sober, I remember, you know, sitting in a small group. Um, and I remember we were sharing and what you just shared Weston was so impactful for me that I got to experience firsthand. We were going around the group and I started to look and see the similarity, the similarities versus the differences. Mm -hmm. And like hearing another man say to me, these simple words. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Hearing another man or woman say that and that relatability, mm -hmm. you know, and the human suffering is the thing that unites us the most Yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And to know that we're not alone, yeah. to know that people have maybe different experiences, but we can see the similarities in those experiences. But the human, the human suffering is the thing that unites us the most. And we all suffer on, it's in some way, shape or form. Um, and you and I have that in common mm -hmm. because my mission is to empower, support, inspire, and serve so others know they're not alone. Yeah, man. Because I never want people to feel how I felt on April 29th, 2015, mm -hmm. when I didn't have anybody there. Mm -hmm. Through all through, it was no it was no fault of except my own. It was it was my own fault because I was mired in this downward spiral. I pushed everybody away. Yeah. Um, but but feeling that loneliness and that isolation and that disconnection. And the drugs and alcohol and the women weren't working anymore. And yeah. 
that is a that's something I don't wish upon anybody. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm doing the work that I'm doing today. Um, and I've been to too many funerals and celebrations of life over the last eight years from people who didn't raise their hand and reach out and say, ouch, I'm hurting. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Thank you for stepping into that, man. I mean, it's just, it's important. It's important work, you know? Um, and I'm curious, like when, <clears throat> when you start working with someone, what are, what's, what's some of your favorite, um, modalities for kind of beginning to sort of peel back some of those layers or sort of break down some of that resistance that we all, we all have, like, we're never going to not have resistance to growth and change and all that kind of stuff. What's, what's some of your favorite, uh, favorite ways of getting in there? Uh, my favorite is a, a simple, uh, three words, mm-hmm. uncover, discover, and discard. So I ask my clients, what are the things that are getting in the way of you being your best self, your highest good? What are the things getting in the way of you living a life of maximum success, significance, and fulfillment? Whether it's a shitty job mm-hmm. that is sucking their soul, unhealthy relationship, destructive patterns of you know pornography, mm-hmm. uh, emotional eating, um, alcohol, uh, gaming, Netflix, uh, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, a, a sleep routine that's not serving them, whether it's a lack of uh, good nutrition, but asking that question, what are the things getting in the way of you being your best self? What are the, the distractions and obstacles? So that's the uncover part. Yeah. The discover part is discovering with the client the in, the negative impact and the consequences those behaviors patterns limiting beliefs are having on their life and in the lives of those around them and then discarding those old ways of being that no longer serve them and replace those with new healthy positive lifestyle strategies that are in alignment with their values and support them in being the person that they want to be yeah yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, yeah. And yeah. Getting clear on that and, and asking the question. Um, and it makes them, you know, most clients, if it doesn't make them uncomfortable, I'm worried. Yeah, I know. Right. And so there should be a lot of resistance because for most people, it's the first time they're actually looking at, you know, they're looking at their, I call it emotional bag of shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we all have it. And, yeah. um, and so getting them to look at their, their emotional bag of, of, of poo yeah, and yeah. knowing and, and reassuring them, the only way to get through it is to go through it yeah, and yeah. not around it because I tried for so long to go around it and it, it, it it's, it doesn't work. And so, yeah. and I tell the client on day one, I never ask you to do things I'm not willing to do myself. And all the things I ask you to do are things I've done in my own life that have helped transform me to get to where I am today yeah. and live in a life of, you know, purpose and yeah. meaning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in my corporate job back in the day, I was, I, I thought I was, I thought I was happy because I had all the, the trappings of the material stuff. I was making a lot of money. I had, I had all the material stuff by society standards. I was successful. Right. 
but I was miserable and I was drinking and drugging as a way of coping and it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't work that I was passionate about. Yeah. I liked making a lot of money, but it was sucking my soul. Yeah. And so working with clients, you know, after we do that uncover, discover and discarding, then we start to do, you know, getting them crystal clear in what their values are. Yeah. What are their goals? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are their dreams, desires? Um, what are their dreams and desires? Like, what do they want more than anything else? And give them permission to write it down and to step into it and then build a roadmap to achieving whatever that is. Um, and 99% of us are, are, we're, we're satisfied being comfortable and content. It's, it's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, you know, that's why I love doing what I do. And I, I have a coach myself. I have a mentor yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe the greatest, the best investment And Warren Buffett says this, who is the most successful investor in the history of the entire world. Of planet Earth. Said, That's right. Yeah. And he says the best investment he's ever made is the investment he made in himself when he took a Peter Drucker personal development course in communications. Mm-hmm. And Warren Buffett credits that communications course as the foundational principle that allowed him to accumulate $10 billion net worth. And my point is he yeah. invested in himself. Yeah. I've invested in myself. I never ask others to do things I'm not willing to do myself. Yeah. And we all need people, Weston, in our life to help us see our limiting beliefs, our blind spots. We need people to uh, be our cheerleader. Yeah. Our our tough love, our kick in the ass, Mm -hmm. the support and accountability that comes along with when when a coach and client work together. Um, That's where the magic happens. And, uh, you know, we all need people in our life now more than ever. And I think yeah. the latest statistic is 15% of men report having only one friend in their life. Yeah. So if we just get specific with, with men, 15% of men are walking around with only one person to call a friend. Yeah. And, and that breaks my heart. Yeah, man. And so that's why I do what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm curious what, um, so, so for me, one of the things, what, like a big piece of resistance that I had to overcome and frankly, still kind of like, like it still comes back up is this idea of if I show weakness or if I show vulnerability, or if I don't really like present myself in the world as having all my shit together, I'm going to get, I'm going to get judged. Right. I'm going to get like, and that's a story from childhood, right? That that's a story from family of origin that that has been so difficult to um rewrite for me personally, you know. And so I'm curious, like I I think, I mean, I have my thoughts on on being a coach uh or you know, just a, a catalyst of other people's like transformation, um, how we want to show up. But I'm I'm just curious, like, how does that come up for you of people just like not want, like, I don't want you, I, I'd love some help, but I don't want you to judge me. Right. For sure. And I think what, when I, when I first start talking to people who are even interested in, in developing a coaching relationship mm-hmm. or a mentoring relationship is, you know, one of the first things I, you know, I first say, Hey, everything we talk about is confidential. It stays between you and I, it's important that you know that mm-hmm. not only are you going to, do I invite you to share 
information that's, you know, personal with, with me, just as important, I'm going to share information with you to that that's coming from a vulnerable place. Mm -hmm. And I share, um, a lot of my journey. Mm -hmm. I I share a lot of my mess Mm -hmm. because I never want people to think I have it all together that I have it all figured out because I don't. Yeah. Even today, I don't have it all figured out. And, you know, one of my mentors used the analogy when I was talking to him last night is, you know, he's been running through a forest, just like he's in the middle of the forest, running through the forest and just like, like, like failing forward and just Uh like in, in, in the, in the work of, you know, growing his coaching program. And that really resonated with me because when I share that from a vulnerable place with, with people who I get the opportunity to work with, it, it brings us closer together because they can, they can, like I said earlier, they can say, when I say to them, me too. Yeah. You're not alone. I understand. Mm -hmm. I've been there Mm -hmm. and giving them permission that they don't have, nobody's got it all figured out. Yeah. Nobody's got it all figured out, man. Like the the older I get and the more work I do on myself, Mm -hmm. you know, the the less I know it feels. And it's like, I never want to be content with thinking I have it all figured out. There's no way. Like it's a journey that we're all on. Yeah. And we all have stuff that we're working through. Um, And yeah, back to your question, this idea of perfection, like, man, getting our ass kicked and like, and sharing my failures with people, I friends, uh, coaching clients. It's just as important that I share that with them Mm -hmm. than the other stuff. Yeah. Cause it gives them permission to fail forward, to get your ass kicked, fall down, get back up. That is our greatest teacher, our own. I'm not going to call them failures Our learning opportunities. Yeah. Learned experience. Yeah, for sure, man. Yep. Firsthand experiential things. Huh? as we stumble our way, whether it's relationships, work, um, health, fitness, spirituality, you know, it's the man in the arena. Yeah. That's, uh, that Brene Brown uses, uh-huh. you know, we're all in the arena, getting our ass kicked, marred in blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And I never want to be the guy in the cheap seats, criticizing the person in the ring in the arena, uh-huh. getting their ass kicked. None, none of us ever get criticized by people who are doing less than we're doing. Right. Right. And I want people in my corner, people like you, Weston, that we can share our learning opportunities together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brings us closer together because we don't have it all figured out. Yeah. And it, it builds this intimate connection with each other uh, when we're able to do that. And that's why it's so important. These conversations that we're having right now for people listening I don't have it all figured out, man. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm 44 years old. And for the first time in my life, I'm learning how to be in an intimate relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's freedom. <clears throat> when I share that with you and your audience, mm-hmm. there's so much freedom that comes with it because I don't have to pretend and, and put on a front that I have it all figured out. Yeah. For the yeah. first time in my life, I'm learning how to be a man in a relationship with a woman. That, that actually, yeah, 
to give a shit about her needs uh-huh. and not be so selfish and to show up with an open heart and walls down, uh-huh. learn how to consciously communicate, mm-hmm. ask for what I want, make sure I'm asking what she needs and wants. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm 44 and I'm just learning for the first time how to do that. Yeah. That hits bro. Like it definitely, like definitely hits. Um, and I wanted to say also that I, I, I love that analogy of being in the forest or running in the forest, right? Like I've, I've been an athlete and an endurance athlete my whole life. I, um, I can't say that I love running, but if there is an aspect of running, I love it's trail running, right? Like because of all the, the simplicity of it, right? It's just shoes and shorts and a shirt, maybe a hat music perhaps. And then it's like, what is happening in this forest? I don't know, dude, there could be a bear, there could be a cliff, there could be a root, all kinds of stuff that you got to pay attention to and improvise. Um, I, I love that. And, and I think that it's so stimulating cognitively and somatically to try and like navigate all those sorts of things. And the question I have for, for you, you know, I know you just moved up to Oregon, right? So it's really kind of a two-part question is one is, how has that change of venue been for you it, or how has it continued to sort of like reignite or um, bolster your transformation journey? And then also um, again, being an athlete yourself, right. Is it's like, how does, how does anchoring these experiences in the body? Like, I, I know that's important for you personally, but how, how is how does that fold into the work that you're doing with, with, with other people? Right. Mm, great question. And I think my answer is going to satisfy both questions. Okay. Ironically. Yeah. <clears throat> Moving up from San Diego four months ago to bend Oregon. It's been one of the greatest challenges of my life. Mm. Uh, cohabitating with my girlfriend for the first time moving into a new community where we barely knew anybody. I was very immersed in the old, in my San Diego community, the recovery community, the yoga community, the, you know, the personal development, spiritual space. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've found Weston is a sense of awe and wonder that I've never experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. Today and yesterday and every day, I go on a three-mile hike. Some days I see my family of deer. There's nine deer. And most days I see the family of deer. And when I say I see them, it's it's a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. The deer are 20 feet away. It's a family of deer. We make eye contact for two minutes. Mm-hmm. I feel the divine's presence in that deer every time I see him. It, it, it's a spiritual experience, unlike anything I've ever experienced before. In nature, no technology, off the grid, just me and this animal, these animals. Other days I see blue jays, other days I see squirrels, other days I see quail that sense of awe and wonder, you know, 
living in San Diego, there's, I didn't, I didn't experience that. There was, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of concrete, a lot of traffic, noise pollution up here. I feel God's presence, the divine I'm connected to nature on the land, mother earth. That's what I've experienced living in Bend, Oregon. The biggest thing that I could share with you is a sense of awe and wonder. Mm. And that sense of awe and wonder is the reason I moved up here is I wanted to first experience it for myself, you know, to disconnect from the go, 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 do, 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 you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, overworking, uh, over caffeinated, like accumulating more and more stuff, that concrete jungle, the matrix, whatever you want to call it. I wanted to come up here because I knew there was more. Yeah. And I, whether this chapter and season of my life is going to be in bend, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I want to share these experiences with other people and to hold retreats and immersions to bring people onto the land to co-facilitate so they can feel this sense of awe and wonder, especially for men. I think it's something that's missing. Yeah. A, a deeper connection to something greater than ourselves, a connection to the land, nature, mother earth, a sense of awe in, in animals. Um, I think it's so important. Yeah. And so your second question, it's a felt experience. And so to feel these things, you you know, it's not something I'm reading out of a book. Mm-hmm. It's something I get to feel and experience. It's a felt experience. Um, and like, I'm more active now than I've ever been in my life because we have this trail in nature every day. And it's, it's my, it's my divine connection. It's my hour and a half to just be versus do yeah. it's an hour and a half to feel versus think. And so what happens in, in, with that awe and wonder, it's the creative downloads, uh, the perspective shift, um, you know, what's important, what I want to, you know, how I want to show up for myself, uh, my girlfriend, my family, my community. Um, I'm able to tap into that a lot more, um, and so, yeah, it's a sense of awe and wonder being outside in nature that I've never experienced before. And it's an appreciation um, that I've never had. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's creating new life experiences mm-hmm. and new adventures that my life was missing. Um, and I knew it was missing because I was losing my enthusiasm and zest for, for the things that used to really fill me up when I was living in San Diego. And I knew it was, I was ready for a new chapter, a new season in a new community, in an area that I've never been in. And there was something calling me up here. Yeah. And so I really want people listening, you know, maybe consider this me giving you permission to step into whatever it is, your new season, a new chapter in your life is. I'm not saying you need to move to a new uh, community in a different state like I did, but maybe it's, you know, time to have the courage to end a relationship that's no longer healthy and uh, it's no longer in your best interests and it's 
not in your aligning with your values. Maybe it's starting that side hustle and going all in with your, that new business idea that you really want to do that you've put been putting off, staying in that 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 job that's sucking the life out of you. Yeah. Because here's <laughs> here's the disclaimer: we're all going to die, and I do not want to get to the end of my life and look back and have a regret that I should have done this and I should have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, I don't know if you follow Ed Milet on social media or not, or if you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do. So, I mean, Ed, Ed's a really super in, inspirational dude. And I remember um, he has a story like that, that, that essentially he's like the way that, that I, I picture myself meeting myself in heaven and I don't want to have like any regrets with how I I moved through this life, you know. And so that's that's a really beautiful visualization exercise, you know, to um, help keep you in alignment and and moving forward towards you know that life of purpose, you know that uh, that we were talking about, man. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's 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 within all of us, mm -hmm. you know, and we all deserve to be. To, to live a life of maximum success and significance and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. um, and I really would just want to encourage people, you know, to go all in, to take that first step, um, you know, to find a mentor, trusted friend or coach to help you get to where you want to go. Um, but I just what, what, what really, you know, to see people living in a life that is not fulfilling to them, it's not their purpose. It's not, it's not meaningful and they're just, they're content being miserable. Yeah. Whether it's a relationship, a job, whatever it is. And I, I just want, I want so much for people to just know that to take that first step to find the people who have what you want yeah. and start doing what they're doing and asking how, how they got from where they were to where they are yeah. and just start having those conversations leading with yeah. curiosity yeah. and the right people when you take that first step, the right people will come into your world, your sphere. Yes. Auto automatically. It just happens, dude. <laughs> it can't it's, not happen. It's, yeah. it's, it's quantum physics, energy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it starts with that intention and taking that first step is this life I'm living is no longer serving me. Yeah. I know I want more. I don't know yeah. what exactly it is, but I'm going to take this first step. I'm going to, take up the phone, call this person, ask this person how they got to where they are. And it just, it starts with that intention of, I know my life is meant to be more than what I'm doing now. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, it's something that's really been super alive in me um, over the last, really the, since this year really began is, is a real deep sense of, of brotherhood, you know, and I'm coming off of a week of a five day challenge with, um, with my men's group. Um, that was breath work and journaling prompts and uh, movement and and also contributing like talking in our community about you know how that how that's felt you know and um, there were there were men who you know on on Monday we started on Monday they were like yeah I'm all in for five days I'm gonna knock it all out every single day I'm gonna hit all those aspects. And you see, as the week goes on, like who's still in, who's like you know the the fucking a plus student. That's like knocking it out of the park every single day. And, and yesterday I noticed that there were, that there were a few men that were chiming in with like, 
you know, man, I really haven't done anything this week. I, I wanted to get into this challenge. And, and my response in that, in, in our, um, in our telegram chat was like, like what's one thing that you can do today that that's going to move the needle for you. You don't have to like overcomplicate this dude. I was like, one thing can change everything. What is that for you? You know? And that, I, I think that's really powerful, dude. Like whether it is just mm -hmm. having that, a, a very simple conversation, a, you know, reaching out, like when you are in the shit and I, and I'm, I'm going to say, again, I'm going to speak for myself. When I was in my office, drunk, alone, in tears, just dis in despair, everything felt so overwhelming to me in that moment. Like how, how, like, how is anything, like how, where could I go? It's, it's impossible for me to, to, to do that. Right. And the one thing I did, and I didn't even have this insight, right. The one thing I did was type into a little Google browser window, how to be a better man. That was one thing that changed, changed everything, mm. you know, so to, to sort of like support what you're, what you're saying, right. Is it's like, <clears throat> don't let yourself get so overwhelmed by the you know magnanimity or the the perceived magnanimity of your situation right like just do one thing man you know so yeah um my mentor says you know he said it again last night he's like uh and he he says it i got to give it some context in a very loving nurturing tough love he's got my back he wants the best for me He's my go-to guy. He said, Andrew, fuck your feelings. Your feelings don't pay your bills, put food on the table and give people a hug. Uh -huh. And I'm saying that in, in a, I'm saying that in a way that, you know, when you, when I hear you say Weston, our feelings can overwhelm us. We can feel so get so caught up in what our feelings are and it, it stops us and keeps us from taking action. So for people listening, I'm not being an a-hole. What I'm saying is it's, we act our way into right thinking. We don't think our way into right acting mm -hmm. when I we move a that. muscle. So <laughs> I'm going to say it again. We, we act our way into right thinking versus thinking our way into right acting. Yeah. So when we move a muscle, it changes a thought. It changes our biochemistry. That's why Tony Robbins makes so much money. He's, he changes, he gets people to change their biochemistry mm. by, by moving up, moving their body, taking an action, getting uncomfortable. Mm. And when we, so an action that people can take for, if you're listening and you're feeling overwhelmed, just like Weston did first thing in the morning, write down a list of one to three things, action steps that you can take starting tomorrow. What are three things that you can do action steps that move you closer to making your life more significant and fulfilling? It's, it's a step that moves you closer to being a better version of yourself, a version of you that is going to be healthier and happier. Yeah. Write down three things. It could be listen to an Ed Milet podcast, call a trusted friend who has uh, what I, who has what I want. They're happy. They're successful. What they're doing something in their life that, that you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. 
and have a conversation and ask them questions of how they got to where they are. Um, go for a trail run. So three action steps that that literally change your biochemistry and you're not in the same place tomorrow as you are today. Yeah. That's how we that's how transformation starts, one step at a time. That's how my journey started in 2015 on April 30th. My first day of being sober. Yeah. Raising my hand saying, I'm an alcoholic. My name is Andrew. I'm an addict. My name is Andrew. Mm -hmm. That day, April 30th, 2015, I was so overwhelmed. I was thinking to myself, how am I going to go the rest of my life without drinking and drugging? Yeah. It was like, yeah. I could not, I could not fathom, Like there was no way I could go my, the rest of my life without doing the things that for the last 15 years, you know, that's Daily. all I knew. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I share that because it was one day at a time. Andrew, how do you how do you thrive in recovery for eight years? My answer, one day at a time. So for people listening, start tomorrow morning to create a transformation in your life. Write down three action steps that you can take tomorrow that moves you closer to your goals and your dreams and desires. That's it. Do that one day at a time. And I promise your life will get better. Yeah. 1000%, man. 1000%. Ah, all right. I'm going to let that just kind of land for a second. Um, so I know we need to kind of think about landing the plane here shortly. And what I'd love to do, man, is just create some space here for you to talk about what's what's coming up for you. Um, I know you've got some really exciting things that are on the horizon, uh, in person events. So I just wanted to sort of open that up for you to talk about that a little bit. And, and then in the show notes and everything, I'll link all this stuff up. I'll get all that from you and we'll get it, get it out to people. So, um, the in-person retreats and immersions, the first retreat I have coming up, it's called brotherhood in bend. It's uh, April 27th through the 30th. Uh, we are in a very remote uh, part of Bend, Oregon. We have a private Airbnb, a private chef, um, and we are for th four days. It's eight men coming together under one roof to do, uh, you know, transformational self-development work, uh, to spend time out in nature, on the land, disconnecting from the day-to-day -day grind, rat race, go, 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 do, 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 to reconnect to self, spirit, brothers, hmm. and to create a sense of awe and wonder hmm. for men to tap into so they become more effective leaders for themselves, their families, and their communities. It's an experience, a felt experience in a safe container away from the matrix. Mm. Um, that's a big reason why I moved up here to create these experiences for men and women. I'm doing co-ed retreats as well, but that's the first event coming up. And then I have two more retreats coming up in July and September. Same thing. One of the one in July is going to be a co-ed 
called Breakthroughs in Bend. Okay. And then I'm going to have another one in September. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be co-ed or men only. Um, but so I have three retreats coming up and the intention Weston is um, to create a sense of awe and wonder for people to, um, to tap back into, uh, to come back home mm -hmm. to themselves. Mm -hmm. And it requires us to get off the technology and to connect with self and each other. Mm -hmm. And I found the way to do that is four to five days away from the, the, their life as they know it, away from home, away from their comfortable bed, away from their work, away from the screen, the computer, the, the drive to work every day. It's getting out of that routine and comfort to create discomfort, to yeah. create transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for those of you listening that don't know where Bend is or haven't ever seen Bend, Oregon before, really all you got to do is just, uh, jump on Google maps and put it on like street view. You know, it's a, it's a phenomenally beautiful place, man. Um, and I will just say like, I got to get out there. <laughs> yes, man. I mean, part of me is wanting to just give you like a big high five and a hug, like period. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's that like, like creating containers like that in spaces that are, are just vibrating with like harmony and connection and this like the generative force the creative force of nature is is powerful i mean there there is no greater peak experience than than something like that you know so uh dope man i'm i'm so excited for you um for and for, and for me for oh. me it's it's important for people listening i'm always a student first and foremost mm -hmm. and so what i'm doing with my coach is I'm going at the end of May, I'm going to an island off the coast of Maine, a primitive camping trip called Force of Nature with Dan Doty. And I'm getting really fucking uncomfortable. Like primitive camping is it's not synonymous with my life up to this point. And I know life begins at the edge of our comfort zone. Uh -huh. And, you know, part of... Like, why did I move to Bend? Why am I going on this primitive camping trip? I want to remain uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's where the growth happens. That's where the magic happens. That's where life happens yeah. to get uncomfortable. And so I always ask first of myself, what I ask of others. Yeah. And so for four days, sleeping under the stars out in nature with a knife, starting our own fire. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing that as a student because I want to experience it so I can be a better coach. Yeah. But I'm a student yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think John Wineland says it, says it really well about seeking depth over comfort, you know, in our experience of life, you know, and, um, firm believer in that, man. It's it, man. We, when we get uncomfortable and really push play to our edge and we're, we find a, an inner strength and courage and resilience that mm -hmm. otherwise we could not find. Yeah. It takes playing to that edge and getting uncomfortable that we are, we find like that sacred power. Yeah. And man, I just, I want that for everybody listening. I want that for all of you. Amen. Housh, housh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the things, man, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, brother, listen, I mean, this has been, I mean, I feel like we could just hang out and chat for like five hours, you know, but, but, uh, 
dude, this has been so, it's been great for me. It's been, I mean, you got great medicine for the world. Um, I'm really proud of you. I just wanted to tell you that um, for the work that you're doing, the way you're showing up in all the ways. Um, and so I just want to ask you one more question. <clears throat> and this is just the way I like to kind of wrap up, uh, wrap up these conversations is what does it mean to you to live a life without limits? Getting uncomfortable, hmm. embracing change, getting uncomfortable and doing hard things. To me that when we do hard things, that's a life without limits hmm. because the limiting beliefs, the self-limiting beliefs that usually we take on as kids from our parents, most people, so many people go through life without questioning those limiting beliefs. Mm. And so for me, when I get uncomfortable and do really fucking hard things, it it's, it's a way of questioning those beliefs and taking the limits off of what those beliefs are and what's possible in life. That's what uh, living a life without limits means to me. Yeah. Beautiful man. Thank you. For I that. promise you people listening, fucking go all in, burn the boats. I promise you the universe has your back, man. You will be supported and you will find, you will find the beauty and the awe and wonder that we all deserve to experience. And I want all that for, for all of you. And Weston, I want that for you as well. And I want to acknowledge you. I'm proud of you. I'm grateful for you. And uh, this friendship, this brotherhood that you and I have, we're just getting started. And I'm really excited to watch your continued success. Um, and know I'm one of those people for you in your corner, rooting for you and cheering you on. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Man, what a what a joy. Um, it's Friday. I hope you have a great weekend, man. Um, just enjoy the hell out of it. And uh, yeah, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Um, for everybody listening, we are going to uh, link up all the um, things that Andrew was mentioning about the programs that are coming up and uh, all the social media, all that places that, that we can find you, man. So thank you so much for your time, brother. Thank you, man. Absolutely. See you soon. That's it for this episode of This Life Without Limits. I hope you will join me again for future shows. If you want to make sure to get the latest episode delivered to you automatically, please take a moment and subscribe on whatever platform you use to enjoy podcasts. Also, if you would take just a moment and drop a review for the show and any thoughts or comments you might feel like sharing, that would go a long way to helping me get this message out to others who need it. I also want to give a special shout out to my man, Billy Hayes, for his killer work on the music for this podcast. Seriously, brother, you took this from zero to pro in no time at all. Thank you for your friendship and for sharing your talent with me. This Life Without Limits is brought to you without the financial support of advertisers. However, if you like what you hear and would like to support the podcast and the other free content I'm putting out, 
you can show your support at patreon.com slash thislifewithoutlimits. Don't forget to visit westonmcwhorter.com where you can dig into some further writing on my blog and sign up for my newsletter, Escape Velocity, to learn about upcoming events, webinars, online workshops, coaching services, and a whole lot more. Thanks again for joining me, and I look forward to next time. Until then, here's to a life without limits, my friends.